What's up, weirdos? It's me, your humble and gracious host, Steven. And you're listening to episode 1.5 of another strange podcast. It's more than episode 1, but not quite episode 2. And here is why. Now, I mentioned last episode that I wanted to put episodes out every two weeks. Bi-weekly podcast, right? I intend that to be a thing that I do. However, what's going to happen in the weeks in between? I kind of didn't want you to leave you guys hanging. And I know that we're living in some strange times and we're kind of consuming all the content that we can. We're kind of going into our backlogs of all the things we haven't read and the episodes we haven't watched and the the podcast episodes we haven't listened to. So our lists are fucking dwindling. And what do you do when you get to the end of that list and you're kind of jonesing for some new stuff? Well, that's where these episodes come in. So on the off weeks, instead of having uh, very refined research-based episodes, we're going to have these casual setting conversation type things. And the reason for this is more than just putting content out there, but it's also to give you guys a platform to share your stories and experiences. Last episode, I mentioned that I want to hear from you guys. I want to know the things that you've seen. What have you experienced? Anything from from spirituality to to ghosts and cryptids. Like, have you seen Bigfoot? I want to hear about it. Have you seen fucking Mothman? Want to hear about that too? Just, I I want to know what you guys are seeing because I have people out there that have seen these things. I got my buddy Donnie that lives in Louisiana. There, There's a fucking... I've seen it on Google Maps. He has a whole... There's a forest behind his home. What the hell is in there? I don't know, but I sure do like to hear about it. So... Oh, by the way. In Louisiana, they have something called a Rougarou. So, fucking, that's going to be an episode soon. But anyway, guys, yeah, call in, write in, tell me everything. I want to know all about it. Have you witnessed a murder? I want to know about that, too. Of course, it's probably on the news, and perhaps then if you tell me, then there's some legalities in that. But just have, if you've seen a murder, tell me about it. But make sure you mention that you know a guy who has seen something. So, you know, just... I don't want to go to prison. I'm I'm, I'm way too sensitive, and I don't think I'll survive. Um, Anyway, we also want these episodes to be uh, news stories. So I want to keep up on the current events that are within the realm of strangeness. And I've I've picked a couple for this episode today, so let's just fucking get right into it. Now... This one, to me, got me really excited. I love dinosaurs. So the smallest known dinosaur fossil has been found. It's a quarter-inch-long dinosaur dinosaur skull that was found in a 99-million-year-old piece of amber. Now, the creature 
that they found is it's smaller than any known bird living today. That's that's smaller even than a hummingbird. This was a quarter inch long. If you have a tape measure, I don't know where you're listening to this, but if you're near anything or if you have a general sense of of measurement, <laughs> pull up what a quarter inch is because that is small and that's the whole skull to make it even more fascinating this thing had rows of teeth like like teeth incisors this this tiny quarter inch skull to this very tiny new dinosaur it was a predator. I can't I can't wrap my mind around what it is that this thing ate. I I wish I could time travel back 99 million years ago or whenever it was that this thing lived on earth. But man, can you imagine? This is this, this is even smaller than today's birds and today's birds eat eat worms and little bugs beetles flies anything that they can catch and this thing had teeth and birds do it today without teeth so that just fascinated me I like it I hope you're interested in dinosaurs too because this is some high quality newfound shit in the advancement of paleontology. So, enjoy that one. This next episode comes straight out of the Coast to Coast AM website. With all of the coronavirus news circling around the media that we are just forced to look at daily, there's one that I found to be a little more... mm, Lighthearted, I guess you can say. It's it's pretty cool. So ghosts have been enlisted to guard an Indonesian village while they are on a lockdown. And yes, I did say ghosts. So here's here's the gist. An Indonesian village is practicing self-isolation to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And two people have been tasked to address as ghosts to guard the community. So every evening for the past few days, uh, these two people have been dressed as uh, Pokchongs, uh, which is a it's an infinite spirit in the Indonesian culture. So they're guarding the town of Tuksongo on the island of Java. And a village spokesperson, uh, his name's Anko Setiarso Widodo, that is very hard for me to say, says that uh, the Pachongs will check on anyone who passes the gate to ensure that they are disinfected before entering the community. And it's to discourage people from leaving the community before the quarantine is over. 
And Widodo also mentions that the Pachongs remind the people of death and hopefully reminding and hopefully will remind them that they could also end up dead if they continue to be stubborn about the whole lockdown situation cuz i can just imagine how how frustrated these people also are we got to remember that it's not just happening to us it's happening to so many other people and you know maybe maybe we got to start enforcing some uh, weird vigilante not justice but we got we need people to look out for one another and these people are kind of taking it to the extreme by dressing up as ghosts and scaring people away but i mean you got to do what you got to do right uh, what's also fun is uh that the two people that are dressed as these spirits will also walk around and scare kids <laughs> <laughs> who are just walking around in the middle of the night, which is great because uh, you should be home and not walking around in the middle of the night if you're a child. But uh, there is a video circling around the internet about this. Uh, it's pretty cool. They're kind of just dressed up in, in these white garments. Uh, I'll find the link and I'm going to post it on the Facebook page. It, it's pretty funny. So this is all the stories I got for you today. We're going to move right in to the submitted stories which just so happen to also be about ghosts and spirits so i got a submission in from the homie jacob let me just pull it up here because i totally forgot to do that hmm. where is it where is it ah there it is all right so jacob decided to write in Jacob I hope it's okay that I used your name so uh, Jacob heard my sleep paralysis story and he has something similar to it so here's Jacob's submission <laughs> so it's pretty similar to your experience I was living in an apartment with my ex-girlfriend and for like a two-month period I was having sleep paralysis almost every night. It started off with me just waking up, laying on my back frozen, terrified, trying to breathe or scream, to do anything really, but eventually my ex would hear me gasping for breath and would shake me awake. Then I'd jump up all freaked out and try to tell her what happened. Then it started progressing to feeling like someone was sitting on my chest. And it eventually got to the point where I started seeing a shadow figure. It happened so often that I almost became used to it. But one time it happened and my ex wasn't there. She was out with friends. And I didn't see any shadow man, but it felt like I was being watched. And I had the same terrified feeling. It felt like it went on forever when all of a sudden I literally felt something trying to drag me away. It felt like I was... It felt like it was trying to drag my soul out of my body or something. It was insane, but I started saying, Jesus save me, repeatedly in my head. And then all of a sudden, my ex, who had just gotten home, had walked into the room and woke me up. She said she could tell something was wrong. And after we moved out, after we broke up, and after I had gotten clean, it stopped happening. Now thinking back, almost 100% sure that there was 
some kind of dark entity in that apartment with us. This, this doesn't have anything to do with sleep paralysis, but it might be related considering it was in the same apartment. So my ex and I were fooling around and the lights were off and the TV was on. I started going down on her and in the middle of it, I got this really eerie feeling that someone was standing behind me. So I stop and tell her while I'm turning around to look and I shit you not, something darted across the room so fast that a picture fr frame flew off the wall. And the windows were closed and the AC was off so there was no airflow. She screamed and cowered in the corner of the bed against the wall furthest away from the direction that it ran. We stayed there freaking out for a few minutes, completely shocked at what, at what had just happened. And I'm staring into the darkness and over by the door, which is where the light switch was, there was a huge shadow figure that had to be about 7 feet tall, just standing there against the wall. My ex was almost crying for me to turn the lights on, and I eventually built up the nerve to walk over there and flip the switch real quick. And nothing was there. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I'll never forget that shit. And it, it's probably the craziest paranormal experience I've ever had. Shit, yeah, dude, you probably got ghosts in your blood. That's some, that's, that is some fucked up shit. Now, I know you mentioned that in the middle of your story that after you got clean, everything stopped. But it also happened after you moved out. So, honestly, I think it was something in the apartment, too. And the fact that your girl also experienced it while she was there with you just gives credence to the fact that it's more than just you. Now, I, I know when in the sleep paralysis side of things, it feels it's more than just something that is happening to you. You feel like you're just an observer in the whole, the grand scheme of things. But when things start happening to you and you're not just watching it go down, it you can feel threatened and it gets pretty fucking scary, man. Like, I, I totally understand. Especially the sitting on your chest thing. There's a... Oh, man. There's a... There's an old... There's an old Baroque painting. That... I have it on my... I have an, an encyclopedia of demons. That I got from my buddy. And, uh, Mike. What's up, Mike? He... He sent me an, an encyclopedia of demons. On the cover is it's a Baroque painting, and it it depicts the the it depicts a sleep paralysis scene where there's a there's a woman laying in bed, and at the end of her bed there's a demon laying uh, standing on on her bed. It's like a gremlin demon type thing. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna post that to the Facebook page too, and it's it just it proves that throughout the years it ha it's it's more than just something that's happened recently sleep paralysis has been around since god knows fucking when man i'm i'm sure i'm sure cavemen neanderthals felt the same thing oh man imagine that imagine written evidence of or or like a or like a drawing a cave drawing of 
this Neanderthal before written history of of having the same thing happen to them is just shadow men at the at the end of their fucking slab of 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 rock or whatever they laid on, you know? Oh man, that'd be so cool to know if that actually happened. But yeah, there's something in that apartment for sure. I'd be really interested in knowing if the people there are experiencing the same thing. Or if they don't notice it. Sometimes people just don't notice those things. There are people who are are more sensitive to the happenings around us when it involves spirits. And some people just are completely shut off and they're like, ah, oh, that's, that's the wind. Or, no, oh, that's weird. The picture frame flew off the wall, but the AC's off. Eh, it was probably the AC. You know, it's you. There are people like that, and I really want to know if that thing's still around. But I'm glad you're here. Um, but I'm also I also don't know. Like, he picked a really bad time to to jump in and scare you guys. Oh well, bad timing. What a cock block. But hey, thanks for the story. I appreciate it. Okay, now the next story comes from my homegirl, Danny. She wanted to tell a story that was more on the lighthearted side of things. So, this is hers. <laughs> now, this isn't a scary story about ghosts, but it just puts it my faith in the afterlife and in God. I would always spend the night at my grandpa Adolfo's house during the summer. My grandpa was usually by himself since his wife had died when my mother was young. So we never knew her, but we knew about her. And from what my family and my mother told me is that she was always in the kitchen making food or cleaning. You know, typical Latin women things. My brother and I would sleep in the den usually, which is attached to the kitchen. And when someone would walk in the kitchen, you would be able to hear it. Now, Josh and I were usually would usually stay up late at night playing video games or watching TV. And it's the summer in New Mexico, so we didn't fall asleep with covers on because it was so hot sometimes. But when we woke up, there was always a blanket over us. Now, my grandpa was older, so he couldn't come up and down the stairs to the den like he used to because his feet would drag. And one night, my brother and I woke up in the middle of the night because it sounded like someone was in the kitchen walking around. And no one was there. And there were covers over on top of us. Excuse me. My mother and my other family members would say it was our grandma walking around in the, ki- in the kitchen. They told us not to be scared because it was her taking care of us and waiting for my grandpa. He passed five years ago, and now there isn't anyone walking in the kitchen anymore. Yeah, that's really sweet. There's one of one of the phenomenons that happened that that I always found really interesting, and that really make me sort of believe in the connections that we forge with other people is 
are, are it's stories like these. It's when someone has passed on, but they they they're still connected to the place where they lived, or they're they're still very much connected to the people that they lived with, or loved. That you know so much so that they will put their entire their entire progression through the phases of the afterlife on hold so they can wait for that person to pass pass this waking life to also go through that journey in the afterlife with them and yeah just thinking about your grandma kind of taking care of of your grandpa and you guys well while you guys slept that that's that's really sweet and it it reminds me of a oh man i haven't thought about this for a long time it i haven't thought about this in god eight years so something similar like this happened to me i i grew up with a with a dog he was a chihuahua his his name was kilo my my mom and my tia adopted him um when he was a when he was a puppy a little while before i was born my mom was still pregnant when they adopted him and this little chihuahua man he was he was very protective of me when i was born I, I've been told stories of him guarding my my crib. He would he would lay he would sleep in the crib with me, and if someone were to go in and try to try to pick me up or something, he would he would snap at him. Even as a puppy, he was a really good guard guard dog. And I I grew up with him, and we uh there there's photos of me and him playing around. We're we're playing tug of war with some socks. And that, that little dog just loved me. And I loved him. We had him for... Oh, God. 14 years, I think it was. And we had to put him down. He had he had cancer. And that, that really... You know, that... For lack of a better way of me saying it... That really fucked me up as a, as a kid, you know? And it's... Uh, it, it's one of the greatest regrets that I have at, you know, being 13, 14 years old, being faced with the decision to put your your furry best friend to sleep. And I know that he was in pain because it was cancer. And it, it was... It, it's, it's a hard decision to make, and it, it's even harder to come to terms with what's happening. I think that was... That was one of my biggest uh, deaths that affected me. And it, I regret not being in the room when he was put to sleep. Um, uh, he, oh man, don't cry on the podcast. He, uh, you know, being his best friend, I should have been there when, when they put him down for... So I could have been the last thing that he saw, you know, but I regret it that I've God, I miss that dog so much. And uh, yeah, after he passed away, 
Um, I would still see him in the house. Um, there, there were times when I would be at my table drawing or playing video games that I would, I, I, I could hear his little, his little, his little collar jingling, or I, I would, I would hear his, his, his nails hit the wooden floor. Um, yeah, there, there were also times when I, I would, I would turn my head and I would see like this black, this little black mass kind of, um, go through the go through the walkway into like a different room or something so i knew that he was always there and i knew that he was always with me just just watching over me and that that continued i continued seeing him until i graduated high school and after that it kind of he kind of went away I think it, it got to the point where he he felt like I was taken care of, that he had done his job and he took care of me as as much as he could, and that it was it was all on me now. And and I, ha- I haven't I haven't seen him since, but I, I think about him a lot. He was one of my best friends. I, I love that little dog so much. So. uh so thank you for that story. That was really good. I, I, it's nice to know that, you know, people do wait for us. Wherever it is that we go, you know. And it, it kind of gives me hope that maybe when I die, God, if I get the chance to free roam the earth, I would fuck with so many people. Holy shit. I would... I'd be a pain in the ass type of ghost. You know, you know the 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 ghost or the the entity that was in Jacob's story? Yeah, that'd be me, but I wouldn't do it with like malice or hatred. I just I just want to fuck with you. I'd be kind of like a like a prankster, you know? Like if you're you're sitting alone at night and you hear someone rummaging through the kitchen, then you walk in and then all the drawers are open. And then you go into the bathroom like, oh God, you, you wash your face and then you come into the kitchen again and then everything's, everything's back to normal. You're like, oh God, am I going crazy? That'd be me. I'd be one of those spirits. And I, I hope I get to choose who I haunt because, oh boy, I got some people I want to haunt. That's actually, that's actually a, uh, a very common threat that I make to people. Like, if I die, I'm haunting you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do it. I'll find a way. There's, I know that there's ways. There's intelligent hauntings, and there's residual. And I'm going to be the intelligent ones, and you're going to be sorry that you were ever even slightly of a dick to me. Or that I was ever slightly fond of you, and I really like to fuck with you. So, uh, <laughs> I think that is a... I think that's a good place to end, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 1.5. This is this is the free for all episode. It's it's casual. It's just it's just having a conversation with you guys that is is more about you and less about the more the more researched heavy episodes that I want to make. So thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. 
Please remember if you have a story that you want to share, go on Facebook, search for another strange podcast. The page is up there. Type up whatever message of a story that you want to send in. Also, you can click the link that I have up there where it will take you to a page where you can send in a voice recording. And I can play it on air, and it would be less of me talking. And maybe it's nice to get a second voice on the show. So, guys, please, I know that we are in some very uncertain times right now. We're, we're, tr- we're kind of living day by day to see what the next day has in store for us. And we're doing our best to keep it together. Talk, talk to people. See if they're okay. Reach out to them. If you can offer any sort of help, even if that's just someone to listen to somebody else's problems. If you, if you have the, the space emotionally and mentally to, to take on that sort of, to take on that sort of task for somebody else, do it. We all, we all need someone to look out for us and we all need someone to look out for. So guys, thank you for listening. Next week, we're going to have a new episode, episode two, the researched episode. And until then, have a good one.